How would you like to make money using your vehicle and you don't have to drive it? And what's with all these websites and their bleeding hearts? All that and more Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Hey now, welcome to Tech 401. I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and thanks for tuning in. What show is this, Oscar? It's show 112. All right, perfect. Pretty impressive. Uh, we took a week hiatus. Todd decided to split for the coast. San Francisco, again. Yeah. What was uh, what was the story? Because I don't remember hearing that you were leaving. I just got a kind of a cryptic text uh, that said, hey, um, I'm, in Sa- I'm, I'm about to leave for San Francisco, and I don't have any time this week, so you can do the show with Katie, or I'll be back next week. And I was like, well... Well, this is clearly a priority for my friend Todd, but um, I'm happy you're here. What what drove you out to San Fran? The Application Developers Alliance had a meeting with them. Oh, nice. It's a quick trip. Uh, but I did get to meet uh, Robert Scoble, who is well-known in the tech circles. He works for Rackspace. He's also a tech journalist. Oh, nice. And he is uh, someone who really knows his wine, let me tell you. <laughs> so you get out there for business. Yep. Um, you're there for three, three or four days. How many? Yeah, days? just three day trip. Okay. And uh, you and I always ask you this when you get back. Do you ever feel like you, because of the business you're in right now, that would be a better place for you to be in? Maybe San Francisco, that area. Uh, I think it would be. It's it's definitely a top uh, place that I could see myself uh, working out of or yeah. having a company there. Just because um, there's so much going on. It's the epicenter of, of uh, ingenuity, some may say. But at the same time, I don't know if I'd want it. Like, if I'm going to have a company, I don't know if I want to compete with Google and Facebook and Apple. You know, but Silicon you, Valley, man. You're in San Francisco, and the big thing now is, like, they're all uh, rioting about all the buses. Like, Google has buses that comes by and picks everyone up. Mm-hmm. And everyone's getting chased out of the city because uh, all the, the, the cost of rent is yeah. so high, and it's because the tech industry has moved in. So it's a very expensive place to, to, to not only work right. but also operate a company. I don't of. know enough about this. So you're telling me that Google has, outside of the public transportation that you know the city of san francisco offers google and these other companies have their own transportation yeah they have buses that use the same bus stops and everyone's pissed off in san francisco and there's uh there there's actually mobs forming and uh like they they're just throwing rocks or vomiting inside oh, the, the buses. It's not the air of spring. They're they're Wait, really what, what it's right. What what are they uh, upset about? Well, they they think that um, well one they're they're tired of. <laughs> well, this argument doesn't make sense. They're tired of the the buses. You know, using the the regular bus stops. Yeah. You know, so they're they're looking at it in terms of congestion. And which I think is silly because what do you want everyone to drive cars? That's going to make the roads uh, way more congested, right? Uh, So I don't buy that argument. But the other part of it, which which I can I guess I can understand is just when all these tech companies and all these high salaries kind of come into San Francisco, Mm -hmm. people are starting to get displaced. And so people are like landlords are um, trying to kick out you know, people that have been living there for years so they can get some of these, you know, some of these tech guys yeah. who have higher salaries and they can charge more in rent. And it it's is a class a displacement. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And uh, well, I, yeah, if, if especially if you're a programmer and you are working for one of these top tier companies, you can afford to pay more in rent. And if you just live in San Francisco because you live there and you're not, um, 
you know, part of this, this, uh, this new wave tech uh, renaissance, then you're still making your casual dollars, which are still good living to live in San Francisco, but it's as expensive as it is to live in that area, right? Oh, it's super expensive. And, you know, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, the, the right answer. They don't want Google there for what, because, you know, Google's in like Mountain View. Yeah. And it's like 45 minutes away. And so they, their claim is just don't, you shouldn't be here. But at the same time, they're like paying. Um, How much in taxes? Oh, they're paying. A, I mean, the, the city the, is making money. Yeah. And, and Google's paying them for use of the bus stops. So money is flowing into the city. Uh, it's more about, I think, the, the folks that are not in the tech field that are being displaced. Or maybe people don't want their... It's okay if these big companies are outside the city, but they don't want the city to change simply because of these big companies. Yeah, and and that's going to happen regardless. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's that's just you know you could move, I guess, to the Midwest where nothing's going on, and you know it won't happen. But when you're in a where you're in a place surrounded by Silicon Valley companies, you know, you, you're going to have to expect that a little bit. Uh, we're at show 112, just to refresh everybody's memories, and you joined this board uh, a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And what does this uh, organization do so people know a little bit more about it? Well, the App Developers Alliance, they they represent a lot of uh, independent developers like myself. Mm -hmm. And so they uh, take on the issues that the smaller guys uh, don't necessarily uh, have the power or the means to be heard. So they're kind of a united voice of all the developers. And of course, you've known my uh, issues with the current software industry being that of patent trolls. And so they've been uh, extremely helpful and they were extremely helpful getting me in touch with pubpat.org, getting me representation, getting that patent troll off my back. So uh, they've been uh, great for, I've been using their lobbyists in order to go down to, to the Hill and talk to congressmen and senators. So um, they're, they're very vocal about that and they're representing over 30,000 different developers, independent developers. So clearly something you're proud to be a part of and it's worth the trip across the country. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good, good. And, uh, and it's not just patent trolls we're going after. They, they're out there trying to figure out how developers can make money, monetize their apps, and yeah. privacy policies, and the the things that uh, I I get concerned about when you know the government. Uh, the folks that are running, you know, the, the regulations of this country, you know, they may not even have a smartphone yet. They're going to come up with regulations for this industry. And that concerns me. Now, well, I'm happy that uh, I'm proud to be your friend, to be a part of that. That's good. I'm happy you got a chance to get out there because I think last year you weren't able to make it out. Uh, we were at this point going to Hong Kong of all oh, places. Oh, that's right. I tried to call in from China. Good memory. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Pretty good. Um, outside <clears throat> of that, a big week in tech. Um, so many big stories. The biggest story I love the last couple of weeks is a heartbleed and what this means for the casual consumer and our listeners. Uh, the first time I ever heard of Heartbleed was this story. You think we would have heard of something like this before. Tell us more about it. What does it mean, I guess, in lay term, layman terms? Well, it's a security vulnerability. And if you've ever used your browser and logged into a website, uh, you've probably used something called SSL. And that is the library, the piece of software that makes sure that the information you submit to all these servers you're logging into is encrypted and nobody can see what you're doing. Supposed to be secure. Yeah, it's all about security. So like when you go to when when you look at your browser URL window and you see HTTPS and uh, that S means SSL, secure. I, I don't shop online or I don't uh, finish a transaction or, or conclude one unless I see the HTTPS. 
and it yeah. makes you feel better. And if you that, don't see it, there should be a lock or something. Yeah, something right? should they should show something that there's that it's actually secure. That is is secure. And a lot of times they'll show you the the security certificate. Yes. Yeah. So you know that who you're talking to, and you know that there's not someone in the middle of that communication intercepting those packets as they run back and forth. So what this is is a, it was a it was a bug in the Open SSL software. Open SSL is a version. Uh, it's the Open Project, so it's completely available for people to review and look at the source code. And it turns out that someone had a little bug in what's called the heartbeat code of SSL. Now the heartbeat code would just keep connections alive. It's like okay. a, it's like a keep alive. So you'd connect to a server. And then the server would just kind of keep this heartbeat thing up. Well, it turns out the vulnerability was in that logic. And a hacker could go in and exploit it such that they could read the contents of the server memory. So uh, what would be in server memory? It would be maybe usernames, passwords. Your card number. Could be card numbers. Could be the certificates themselves, wow. the private certs, which would be really bad. So there's a lot of data there that, that you don't want. Uh, a hacker to get the in-memory contents of whatever server you're logging into. So yeah, it's a serious problem. It's a serious risk. Not all websites are are affected by this. Um, there's actually a list of top hundred. We can go through a few of the more popular ones. But you know, what do you do about it? That's the important uh, mm -hmm. question there. And I've heard. Uh, two schools of thought, um, and this is being taped on April 14th, Monday, April 14th. So this got this actually broke uh, last Monday, around last Monday or Tuesday, and a lot of people said that by the the this just past Friday, uh, the most of these companies that were affected would have had this patch in place. And mind you, that if you were going to change your passwords, you had to change it before Friday and after Friday. Experts said that you had to change your passwords again. And when people say change your passwords, does that mean every password? And I heard one gentleman on uh, CNN, he's, he said, yeah, every password. That means <sighs> that you have to go in and think about all the accounts you have online. And yes, it's a pain and people don't want to do it. But you'd rather do that and take the 20 minutes it's going to take for you to do that than to get a surprise in the mail or in a credit card statement a couple months from now. Right. And, and do you have to do every site? Probably not. I mean, if you don't care about your junk mail accounts, you don't care no. about this or that. But it, if you have an email address that is tied to financial banking so that you, if you were to change your password or forget your password, whatever, that the website would email whoever, whichever yes. email address, then, yeah, you want to change that as well as, you know, your banking stuff. So I would definitely start with your credit card and banks. If you have um, any PayPal emails that are hooked up to it, that's PayPal something you definitely have to do. PayPal was actually unaffected. Really? Was not vulnerable to this, uh, as was uh, Apple was not affected. Oh, However, Google uh, was affected, Facebook, YouTube, Yahoo. Um, they were all affected, and they recommend that you change your password immediately. If Amazon have, was not. If you have strictly Gmail, you want to change your password because, I mean, my Gmails, are, uh, I changed them simply because they were tied to everything. Yeah, I mean, you don't, if, and that's another thing. If you've shared your password to other websites, yeah. you're going to have to change those too. Yes. Um, but if you're not using LastPass by now, then you're I'm not. I'm using LastPass. You're not listening to the show, yes. right? LastPass actually sent out an email said, we have not been affected by this. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And But it, what's great about LastPass is they'll generate you a completely garbage random password. So when you go in and start changing all your passwords, just use their generator. Yeah. And I usually generate 12 characters, and there's just no way a hacker is ever going to be able to guess that, a brute force that. 
Well, uh, what I love about this is this. One, um, it shows that it doesn't matter how how much, the I guess, the consumer end, uh, the end user is working on their end to be secure. It's always important to really stay up to date with what's happening out there because there's a lot of people probably never saw the story or just kind of tuned out when it came on. Yeah. But it's important to pay attention because if our lives are going online um, more, more, like more so than we ever thought in the past, you have to pay attention to what's happening. I had to tell my, my father and my mother about this because they don't know. I mean, for all they care about is uh, if they can get into their Hotmail. And they still use Hotmail, for God's sakes. Uh, and I mentioned that to them. I said, just do they, me a they're favor. They're using Hotmail to yeah. talk to you? Yeah, well, I mean, no, my dad is because he's in Latin America. When, when people give me a Hotmail address, I'm like, what, am I not good enough for you? You judge them. Yeah, totally. Right? Well, and I, I give, feel like I'm being judged. I give my Hotmail address to every... Uh, every, every if I'm at the, the the car dealership, if I'm at like places I know that they're going to just pound me with solicitations, yeah. I just give the Hotmail address. So that's what you feel like. Well, yeah. You know who gave me a Hotmail address who? recently? Uh, the Maria Menounos' uh, boyfriend. Oh, no. Yeah, he reached out to me on Twitter. Yeah, but he may use Hotmail. And then I was like, hey, let's connect off Twitter. You yes. know, we were direct messaging each other. And he's like, he wrote me from Hotmail. And I'm like, all right. Well, he may Low be priority. Well, no, but he may be using Outlook. I would say that he's probably using Outlook. I don't know. It came from Hotmail, though. It, it's a generational thing, I imagine. I don't know, man. I know we're that, probably around the same age. Well, Mike still holds on to his Yahoo email. He won't make yeah, the switch. I find that weird too. Right? Yeah. I his, think people just get used to his what they email want. address. Is, is it looks like a password? Like it doesn't yeah. even say Mike in it. Oh, I know. I've seen it. I think sometimes when I email him, I want to make sure that I'm emailing him because <laughs> I'm like, this like, doesn't just even a make random sense. String of letters. Oh, I, I, maybe he was trying to protect his identity. But regardless, um, yeah. I'm kind of laughing at this top hundred list here. Please uh, give it to me. Uh, looks like you're safe on Pornhub. Oh, you know what? I never actually signed up. Oh, that's You never a lie. gave your credit card to no, that No, is Brazzers is Brazzers on there? Because Brazzers might have a situation. No. But I gave them my Hotmail one. It's a garbage one. This is the top 100 uh, websites. It looks like they that CNET is actually going through and letting you know if it's vulnerable or not. Give me, give me uh, the top 10 that's on that list. The first 10, if you don't mind. The first 10. I've already kind of given you the... Uh, we'll just go down. Top 10. Okay. Uh, Google, Facebook, YouTube, Yahoo... They are all vulnerable. Then it was Amazon's number five, not vulnerable. Wikipedia, vulnerable. Password change recommended. LinkedIn, eBay, Twitter, all three of those were are not vulnerable to it. And Craigslist, they haven't found out yet. So there's your top 10. What about the line of thought? And those are very massive websites. Jeez. What about the line of thought where if you haven't changed your password by now, does it, it may not matter because this has been going on for two years. No, so here's the thing. If if you have to change your password once they patch the server. Ah. So if you changed it before they patch the server, then you're going to have to change it again. So uh, my advice is to just wait for an email that says, from change, all, your password. That says change your password because Interesting. you want to do it after they fix the problem. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for that insight. Uh, that, was a, that was actually the most thorough breakdown I've had. Uh, when you're listening to the news, they give him like five seconds to talk, and the nerdnik on there gets so freaked out because he has to yeah. figure out what he has to talk about. Uh, it's it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine like what he's going through. Right, but I appreciate that. Uh, moving on here, another big story, and um, I I just showed you the video, mm. uh, Todd. But Skype, and a lot of people wonder uh, how we bring in uh, Michael Mayer now that he's in Florida. Uh, we actually bring him in through a Telos um, rack mount unit. 
Uh, Telus is a big broadcasting, uh, you know, hardware unit. They make all the high end. Uh, really uh, equipment that radio stations use and TV stations use, but his image is brought in by Skype. So we just use the image for Mike for our uh, Ustream feed through Skype. Now, the Telos box. Yes. You, you say Telos. Is that is it running over an ISDN line or, or is it still slide, using your internet connection? It's uh, it's actually, the, if, you're, if you've ever been in radio, you've heard of ISDN in the past. Uh, ISDN is, is kind of an antiquated uh, direct phone line. Yeah, it's the best like way to, you would get a, a, a 128 kilobits, but it'd be like dedicated. Or dedicated. So, and for audio, that's enough. That's For audio, it's absolutely enough. Uh, this is that same kind of uh, methodology, but it's for voice, but it's completely digital. It goes over the internet. So it's, um, I would say it's Skype on steroids. That's the best way to put it, that this line is dedicated from one hardware unit to another. But it's still using your internet. Just using the internet. So, but it's, so it's going to, is it competing with Skype for resources? Absolutely. That's why we have a mm. hundred down and 20 up at the moment. 20 up? 20 up. Yeah. So, you know, you're, the video is going to be coming in the downstream. Yes. So that's that's good. It's, yeah. Whereas the upstream's not quite as fast, mm -hmm. and so that would be the audio going to Mike. Yeah. But yeah, still you you've got a great internet connection here. You haven't had any problems. No, we had not have any had any problems. Um, it's quite expensive for that type of uh, really that type of pipe. It's oh, like business grade. Yeah, right? we're paying uh, about two hundred bucks a month simply for that one line. Yeah. And we have a similar line down at Mike's, uh, another two hundred dollars. So it all adds up. Wow. Uh, but well worth it because. Uh, I don't know if there's another time that I've seen this type of setup here, and we haven't uh, missed a beat, if I may say so myself. Like we really have been uh, fortunate enough to work at the pace we have, especially with the transition in his move. That being said, um, you always want to kind of and stay up with what's coming up uh, down the pipe. And Skype announced, or is about to announce this week, Skype for broadcasters, and it's uh, called Skype TX. And you may wonder what Skype TX does. TX well, probably means what transmit. Uh, I don't, it doesn't tell you what it means. It just, uh, that's kind of the handle they're using. Um, but what they're, what they're saying is, and you've seen this I bet in it's the transmit. past. Okay. TX, you know, you got RX, TX. I don't even know what that means. It's probably on that telco box you bought for too much money. Um, Little blinking lights going on and off. I have, again, you, you're okay. talking over my pay grade. Please my continue. Yeah. Uh, whatever it's called, it's uh, Skype decided to call it Skype, uh, Skype TX and, uh, their logic is, um, and I think you're right, Todd. It's kind of at one. It's a hardware device, which is really strange. Uh, they offer oh, a software, so it's just not software, a software and hardware, and it's kind of like what we have currently with our ATM television broadcaster, which we haven't used yet, because that's what they're alluding to. That, and I'll give you some specs right here. It's got a balanced audio input and output. It's got an HD uh, da and an SDI video output input. Uh, on it and it also has an auto aspect ratio converter and uh, they haven't given pricing yet but it's supposed to allow you to seamlessly broadcast between uh, two different locations and you may wonder well, why would I need this is because the biggest kind of knock on Skype and you've seen this on Leo Laporte's show and you uh, people have probably seen this on CNN and, and different broadcasts if you if one of the sources that is actually working down that pipe through that broadcast loses or degrades, uh, you will either drop the call completely or the the frame will, will completely freeze on you. Right. Their logic is that instead of the frame freezing on you, they'll have a default still that will come up and 
the audio is going to, it'll actually ride the wave to make sure that the audio is the most important part right. that comes through and uh -huh. the video will change as the signal changes. So you won't have a dropped interview. You won't have um, kind of the delay that we're talking about here that you've seen on, heard on radio shows or heard seen on TV. And this is supposed to help uh, the seamless uh, broadcasting of um of two people in two different play locations, or maybe three up to four, uh, with this dedicated hardware and in turn software to allow you to do that. Yeah, I think Skype is pretty good as it is, as a free software yes. product, just running it on your laptops. Uh, we've certainly uh, Skyped in guests without mm -hmm. any issues, especially if you're just feeding the audio. Yeah. You usually don't have any problems. Um, so yeah, that's kind of cool that they're doing a hardware solution because I think, uh, anytime you can, you can build a dedicated piece of hardware, your latency will, will go down a and little bit. And it's from the manufacturer. So they're building right. it. And the, they've, they've tested it and, yeah. and it's broadcast quality, right? Broadcast quality. And it'll be interesting, the pricing for yeah. that. No idea on that? They haven't announced yet. Um, you can sign up for some early, uh... Some like a, just kind of a newsletter when they announce and some news. Also, uh, I got a, a little intel from uh, one of our listeners, one of our friends, that said Leo Leo's going to get an early version for it from um, from this week in tech. Oh, nice! Yeah, he's going to get an early version because that's what they use. They yeah, use they Skype. Use, yeah, and he's bitched so much about it on the past. And like, is there another? Uh, solution. Apparently, the Skype people are telling him that this is going to be the better solution than Telestream. Oh, okay. So this, that's what you're using. Uh, or right, no? No, we're, right now we're using Ustream, but Ustream you is are. basically Telestream. Same deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, the idea is this. If you've got your own studio at home, you're no longer going to have to hope that you're going to get the right signal and use, uh, for example. Well, again, it depends on the price, though. I mean, if this is professional grade, broadcast grade, you know, this isn't going to be for everybody. We're talking thousands of dollars. Oh, I don't think it's going to be that expensive. Yeah. Because I think it's going to be like a less than a thousand dollars, dude. If if CNN's using it, you just showed me who uh, 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 Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, look, it's not going to be a hundred dollar solution. I think it's going to be less than a thousand. Mm -hmm. We'll have to take some bets on this one. Yeah, I think so. Well, I guess the most important take from this news is that I'd, I'd say it's definitely going to be around. It's probably going to be at least two thousand dollars. Uh, that's bold. I say a thousand, a thousand. Okay, or less. let's go with that. That's our bet. Okay, for um, ongoing pricing. Is it this medium that people have been using and hoping it works when they go to it? Especially if you're a broadcaster and you could be a podcaster using this. You really believe, yeah, and you cross your fingers that big breath is like, I hope I don't lose signal. And I and, and the testing, you reminding the person on the other line that they have to have a good signal and, and yelling at them if they don't. All that uh, anxiety that comes with it, if you're in the right, I guess, price point, the, the Skype family and Microsoft has finally seen a place where they're going to make some money, that they can actually offer a better solution using their software that people are using anyways, which I think is pretty cool. So some other news coming down the pipe. Uh, we got a couple things about Amazon. Yes. So I don't know if you uh, knew about this, but Amazon just came out with the Fire TV. It's oh, yeah. a it's direct competitor like to old, Apple TV. Old news to me now. I was so excited. Yeah. Um, well, I got one finally. You did? Yeah. You bought I, it? I bought it. And oh, I had well, it. I didn't know you had it. Yeah. I oh, that's it. new news. Yeah. Well, give us a review. Tell us what it is. Well, I haven't used it that much, but I did, <laughs> I did plug it in and uh, it's very quick, very snappy. And Let me ask you this. The cool thing about it is... It has all the all the stuff you want to stream, but it also has video games, and I think that's why I bought it. Is I want to maybe make some video games. Hundred dollars, ninety nine bucks. Okay. Uh, the game controllers like thirty or forty bucks. 
if you want to What dab. games are worth playing on there? Well, there's not much in there. I'm seeing an opportunity here. Okay. There was only like a few games that you could, but they had some 3D games, some puzzle games, but uh, they also had this voice search where you can talk into the remote. So the microphone is built into the, the, the normal controller. remote. Is it a remote and a controller? Yeah. Okay. You have to buy the game controller separately. How much is that? Uh, like I said, 30, 40 bucks. Okay. I, I didn't hear that. Sorry. It's okay. Um, Let me see. So, so it's $99 and that gives you the little console, which it's very thin, squarish. It's kind of, it, it looks kind of like an Apple TV. You still have to have Prime though? I mean, you can, that's the great thing about it is you can stream Prime onto this device Whereas, you know, Apple TV doesn't support Yeah, but that. if you don't have Amazon Prime, can you still use it? You just have to buy like, yeah. car, like uh, iTunes. I, I think you can. Like Apple TV. Yeah, I think uh, you can. What did you think? So you like the speed, the, the shape? How does it, where does it lay uh, as far as your peripherals? A lot of people get, um, they, they love the Apple TV because it's so small and you can put it anywhere. Mm-hmm. If this is a competitor to the Apple TV, your thoughts on the actual shape and the ergonomics of the device? Well, it's very similar. Uh, it's it's black, the same, and it's you know it's how big is it? I just see the it's image a little. On, I think it's probably a little thinner, but wider. Like than as the big Apple as TV. a candy bar, wide, as wide as a Snickers bar. No, like it's a, like the hockey puck Apple TV. I have it right in front it's of us. It's a little I see wider. It. It's like this. It's about this size. Okay, so a Magic Mouse. Yeah, or track a trackpad. Magic but trackpad. It's, you know, it's. So it's square? It's square. Oh, Perfectly I square. That. Again, you can, it's so small, you can just throw it in the corner. No one will see it. All I see um, is what I see on the web, and I don't have something to compare it to. Um, again, the two things that it adds that you know Apple TV doesn't is, one, it has the voice search, and it's really does quick. Does it work? Oh, yeah. I was voice searching, and, it, and it just it. got me. It got what I wanted to search for immediately. So I was actually impressed with the search. And then, of course, the ability to play games. I, I've been shocked that Apple TV hasn't had any gaming functionality whatsoever. That's and they're cool. rolling this out uh, with, you know, and you can buy the game controllers. So they want it to be a gaming console. And I, I think that's the coolest part to this thing is, is we finally are going to have a real Android gaming console, not like that other thing that we reviewed. I heard um, a story on Bloomberg Television about the the Amazon Fire and what it's going to do for the bottom line for Amazon. People are wondering, why do they get into all this hardware? When people uh, stream a show, especially kids programming, but just programming overall through Amazon Prime, they are 20% more likely to purchase something right after the program is over. Hmm. And you may wonder, what are they purchasing? Well, they're purchasing either toys for their children from that kids programming that the that people are watching, or people are buying the seasons that are for sale after they caught up with the past seasons. They want to catch up and they'll buy it right there. It's almost like um, a lead generator for Amazon and for them to invest all this money into a hardware device instead of letting people just find it through their website means that that 20%, they believe that they can grow that percentage. And as far as shipping is concerned for especially the digital media, they're realizing digital media, the, the hard costs are almost nothing. It's already built into their actual business model. I don't you think it's weird that Prime is like both cheap shif- shipping on products as well as video streaming? I never quite understood that packaging. The yeah, because I well, I don't. I bought Prime just for the shipping. For the shipping, I, as did I. And then I was like, well, I don't know. Am I ever going to use this video stuff? I've started using it. I mean, how do you go-to? use it though? Well, is it there? You don't. You can't get it on Apple TV. So no, you have I, to use I have your Mac my Mini PC hooked browser. up. Yeah, I have my PC hooked up to to a, to to a the, TV. To a TV, and then I use it on my iPad. The app, the the Amazon Prime app, 
because these my go-tos are Hulu Plus and Amazon Prime now. Because I, you know, I don't have cable. Neither, neither do you. That's how I consume uh, these shows. But I, I split my time 50-50 on Amazon Prime and Hulu Plus for The Good Wife. That's how I caught up. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with preference. It was just uh, what seasons were available because different companies have different shows available to you. Now, Hulu Plus has the most recent shows, which is great. That's how you caught up in season, season five, right, mm-hmm. um, of The Good Wife. But then Amazon Prime had like the first two seasons. So I just said, oh, I'll just, I'll just use this on my iPad. And it worked right away, which is pretty good. Yeah, I think this is, you know what, I'm, I'm impressed with this product from what yeah. I've seen so far. But can you believe um, that they're making money on the back end of this? Oh, well, that's that they're selling the, the hardware for free. Yes. And, and they're counting on you to uh, start using Prime. Maybe that's your cue. Maybe people think Prime is still about shipping. They want to remind people that Prime yeah. and Amazon Fire uh, go together. Amazon has been impressing me more than any other tech company lately. As of late, that makes sense. Um, just from what I'm seeing with what they're doing with the app ecosystem, uh, the things that they're doing there and how they're now they're doing with television, what they're doing with the Kindles. Um, I think they're just on a roll and I'm not, they're not letting up. And yeah. I feel like Apple's kind of let up a little bit. Like, oh, uh, yeah, I agree. They're but just kind of sitting back and just collecting think, the checks where Amazon's in, like pushing hard, I man. think in June, uh, you're going to change your mind because what's rumored is in June, they'll announce in October that the iWatch, the... Yeah, but this is stuff that's already out there. All these other companies well, are doing it. Once we see it, you know we're going to want it. That's what I, as far so as anyway, I think this is uh, the fact that they're they rolled out version one oh with video games. I'm extremely impressed with that. And the video games are kind of like PlayStation two slash three yeah, quality. They they're need not to get like better games. But well, the thing is, they're it's going to be great for casual games. And then they have all these app developers that I looked at. I looked up how hard it was to port you know, like a game like Duck Run to it, it's going to be really easy to support it, this what device. What language is in compared to, what do well, they build Amazon apps on? Well, it's either Java or C++ okay. or C. So you can put either up there? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Interesting. No. So, I mean, like my games are all C++ OpenGL games, and, and they're, but they're Android apps. And yeah. So it's not going to take very much effort at all to bring those titles from the smartphones and tablets to this device. Uh, from, from their point of view, it's, it's really just a giant tablet um, that has 1080p. You know, it's like, that's what it is. And okay. so it's going to be really easy to support. And they have an SDK for the remote and the game controller. I'm actually kind of looking forward to like playing around with this. Why have you decided to port a game to the store? Yeah, yeah. Which was the first one? I th- I'm thinking Duck Run. Okay, you've uh, just because that's an easy one yeah. that I that I already built it for the Mac, and that's a that's a landscaped resolution. So that should be the easiest to bring out. Carlo Omer obsessed with Duck Run. Apparently, is that right? Yeah, Mike mentioned that the other I, day. Why the. Thought she was still on compulsive. No, no, she said she's doing duck run. Uh, well, he said before the sh- one before we started recording a show one day, and uh, I forgot to ask him what her score was uh, because I, we, you know, we see our, our worldwide leaderboard as far as our friends are concerned, yeah. and I think uh, you're still at the top. No, no, Eric, Eric Zoolander's still at the top. Yeah, he's, he's got 38 it. or something like that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think the world record right now is 52. 52. Yeah, unbelievable. Wow, unbelievable. I How do you be... even do that? I fall apart. The last bit of Amazon news I want to mention before we get to apps of the week. Yes. Uh, they are offering employees $5,000 to quit. Have you heard about this, Oscar? I'm, I saw a little bit something about it. I think uh, the logic is sound. Tell us about it. 
Well, it's a pay-to-quit program announced by the CEO, um, and it's for the warehouse employees that they've basically figured out, you know, if, if an employee doesn't like their job, why not incentivize them to leave? Because they an want employee it. that doesn't like their job may not do their job as well as they should? Absolutely. So, And you don't get $5,000 uh, just from joining. I mean, I would go join and then quit a week later. But uh, <laughs> new, new employees are offered 2000 to quit, and then every year you can earn another 1000 to go ahead and quit. Now, we're talking about salaries that are about $12 an hour yeah. at the warehouse. So, and, and according to, according to Amazon, they said fewer than 10% of the employees who got, who got that offer uh, actually took it. So, uh, Good. I think this all comes from Zappos. They created this idea. Yeah. Um, and they have such a great, uh, company culture according to experts. And the fact that you would get an email that says, this is your option. This is uh, and no strings attached. If you are, if they have some sort of metric that says if an unhappy employee, whether it doesn't matter if they're a warehouse job or they're an executive, but this is strictly for warehouses, mm-hmm. warehouse employees, which is really the heartbeat of their of their business. Because when you order, it goes to these you know new ge- next generation warehouses, and the picker that goes and picks out your products. You hope that they're happy and they get it done as quick as possible because you want that product to get to the doorstep of the customer yeah. as soon as it can. And Amazon is innovating in the shipping space yeah. like you wouldn't believe. They have all those lockers set up now. Pretty crazy. They're looking at drone possibilities. Yeah. Uh, their whole job is to get you packages as quick as possible. They just got a patent on... Um, uh, a way to predict what people are going to order so they'll move things around in their network so they'll be closer to the end user. They're doing some amazing stuff there. And so uh, this is about, I guess, getting the bad apples out of their warehouse. And making sure you've got the right apples in play. Yeah, they want people Pretty that cool. are motivated. Well, yeah. uh, thank you, Tomo, on your Amazon news. <laughs> we should all buy stock. Yeah. Uh, apparently. Um, I don't know. Okay, so let's get to apps of the week. Would you like to go first? Or yeah, I hear you have a good one. I have a great one. I should actually make, make you some money, my friend. Oh, well, then we'll save that for last. Cool. Uh, go ahead. My app of the week is a game, and it's by Microsoft. And we didn't actually get to talk too much about Microsoft. They just did a Build 2014 event. Um, where they announced some new versions of Windows. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's interesting is they've recently come out with Office, right, for the iPad. Yeah. And But this is a video game that's been in the store for a while, and it's called Wordament. 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 How do you spell that? Uh, Word-a-ment. Okay, Wordament. M-E-N-T. And it's if you like those tile-based letter games where you have to figure out spell as many words as possible yes this is a really cool game i'll have to give it to microsoft studios i really like the way they did this you are competing against the whole world in real time and you're trying to spell as many words as possible they're starting up new games every minute and you join in and you're trying to spell as much as you can you get world ranked you get to see which countries are winning and it's all about how many words you can spell okay as mm-hmm. quick as possible and you know I, lo- I love my spelling games like uh the the whole words with friends yeah. and letterpress and what was the other one uh scrabble with friends this is a great a great addition great a- Great. Um, What's different from the rest of the games? Because other games well, are kind of like puzzles. You're trying to block people. The strategy is different for each one. So this one is usually like, you know, with the words with friends, or the whole uh, Scrabble with friends is you're playing a fr- one friend. Yeah. Whereas this, you're playing the whole world. 
and you're getting your rank and you're getting all oh, these statistics, how well do that. you compete so with the world. And so I thought that was kind of a neat concept. How good know? are you? I'm horrible. Oh, thank God. It makes me feel better. I was like, if you're, if you're ranked fifth, fifth, fifth in the world, I'm just blow my brains out right now. Because you're no, a smart guy. No, but... not smart when it comes to words. Oh, well, in, either way, um, it's free? Uh, totally free. Oh, cool. Word of Mint. All right. Word of Mint, uh, Todd's app of the week. Uh, my app of the week is similar to another app of the week, but it's actually live here in the D.C. area and Boston and a few other cities. I think it's got six cities total. And the concept is is something we've talked about in the past. This one's called Relay Rides. R-E-L-A-Y-R-I-D-E-S, Relay Rides. You may wonder, what's a Relay Ride? Well, a Relay relay Rides allows you to rent out your personal vehicle to people around the area. And if you have two vehicles, like my friend Tomo here, uh, one of them is just sitting on the street or in his uh, extra spot at his uh, house, he should start renting it out. And you say, well, Oscar, how does this work? Relay Rides, first of all, has to accept you into your into their actual business, right? So they make sure that you're a good driver, you're a safe driver. And then once you're accepted, you can post your vehicle onto their site and in turn their app. And people could rent your vehicle per day, per week, per month. And they take uh, 25% of the actual revenue and you get the rest. They pay you through Relay Rides. The only strange aspect of it, it's not so strange in the long run, is that you have to coordinate with the person that's renting your vehicle uh, who has been certified by the company. Like how to pick up the keys? And to, to exchange the keys. That's what you have to do, which is... Um, so you got to meet these guys, you have give to them meet your keys. Them. I thought... And well, then they go for a joyride. Who and, really does this, right? There are so many people doing this just in this area yeah, right now. because they probably have crappy cars they don't, they don't care about. We're talking about... I saw there's a Porsche that's been rented. There's no. been Yes, there is. Right around the corner, someone has a Porsche 911. And it's been rented twice. Here in D.C.? Here in D.C. It, this, is, this is live in this D.C. This is live. You're kidding me. Hand to God, you can look through it right yeah, now. Yeah, give it here. Yeah. So... And it's kind of cool because when you're done renting... Is there a certain year? Most of these, I see a 1999 is the oldest, up to 2009. Uh, you have to... It has to be... Um, right, Porsche 911. Yeah. It has to be... Uh, I think they don't take anything uh, above a certain year. They have like their... 150 uh, a day, it says. That's for the Porsche 911. That's not bad. That's not bad. And she's got two reviews. Two people have rented the car. Like you get the whole, you get it all day. Doesn't matter what the mileage is. 150 bucks, my friend. Wait, you can put any miles on it? Apparently. No. Yes. Are you kidding? I take this thing to Mexico. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. They have to accept you. When you say things like that, I don't know if they're going to accept you into their program, Todd. Um, well, what's uh, this? You know what? I didn't even think about this angle, but what stops people from taking your car and like running drugs and going to Mexico? Well, uh, one, we're lucky that we're not as close to Mexico as yeah. you're making it seem. We're, yeah, well, well maybe uh, we're, we're four or five days away. What's what are all the cities here? Think, Is Austin, Texas it's, part of I it? I think it's only on the top tier East Coast so far, uh, from what I saw on the web. Um, what I liked about this is this. If you've got, if you don't have a car, I'm looking for the cheapest. Instead car. of going for a zip car, and a lot of the cheapest cars are the ones that have been rented the most. I got it. Instead of going for a zip car, you have a like in DC, for example. What is the car that you see right now off the bat? Chevrolet Volt. How much are they uh, charging a day? 
only 26 bucks a day. 26 bucks a day. So instead of using That's a 2013 model. There's no way they're charging 20. That's cheaper than renting a car from like Enterprise. That is the magic of it. It's like you it's like you're going through the entire process. That, I don't believe that, that they have to charge you extra like for mileage or something. They don't, Todd. I'm going to book this right I now. I went through it. Can I book it, this? You got not, a credit card attached? I'm to not it? in the system. I can't just book it. $130 a week, $430 per month. If you're if you're in the area, you need a vehicle. Say even if you need an SUV and you don't have an SUV, you can rent one per day. And if you need it for the week, for example, you can rent it for the week. And you, the only uh, again, like I said, sticky wicked is that you have to meet up with the person to exchange keys, which I think is kind of creepy. But outside of that, and even if you've got like a second vehicle that you don't use, or how about this? You live in the city, you don't need a vehicle, but you have one. Oh my god, rent they, it out. They so this guy has his photo. Mm-hmm. So it's a photo of him. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, show your profile. Do you see that guy's yeah, photo? Yeah, he's with him with his girlfriend. I see, I've see. i seen pictures like that. Check out the Porsche 911. Who owns that? All That's right. also kind of creepy. You may want to put the ugliest picture you have if you're a girl up there. <laughs> and if you're a guy, at least the most professional, Oh, this I is imagine. like uh, Frederica. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty. See? Wouldn't you want to rent her car, meet up with her? Um, That's funny. And it says seven people have rated her. Thank you. That's the other aspect of this app. Is this woman crazy? Why would she do this? Because she wants money. She's going to get robbed. Someone's going to show up and steal her car. Todd, again, it's working. And it seems to have been working in the city There's since, no way since this can be working. September, it looks like. In the D.C. area. Are you area. kidding me? Uh, do me a favor. I'm going to look up relay rides while you go through the car. Show the vehicles and the, and the, and the cost of, of what they're well, here's, charging. Here's the Porsche. Yeah, but, uh, but go through and, and look at the vehicles that are being, um, I guess, afforded. And it doesn't have to be automatic if you know how to drive stick because that Porsche BMW is BMW 5 Series for 148 a day. Mm-hmm. We got the Nissan Leaf if you want to try an electric car for 61 a day. Cheaper than renting a car. Um, let's see. A Toyota Prius is 45 a day. Here we go. A cheap, really cheap one. Saturn Ion 2006, 28 bucks a day. You can't beat that for $146. You get this bad boy all week or $504 a month. That's I, this, I just, I'm not, I don't believe this. This is, seems crazy to me. Like it's so cheap. I would think it would cost whoever the owner was more in insurance than the $31 a day, and you're saying... Relay Rides has a $1 million liability insurance policy and a strict renter screening. That's really? what they do, yes. So it's hard to become a yeah. renter. Renters count on an insurance coverage 24-7, roadside assistance, everything like that, if you rented a vehicle. Oh, I found an even cheaper one, 20 bucks a day, Toyota Tercel from 1996. It looks like they don't care about the quality of the car. Already rode up. Oh, and my you- God, look at this thing. I'd be surprised if it didn't break down on you. Well, if you're renting a car again... This is like an old beat-up car. I'm just... I guess my logic to you is this, that um, like the days of people renting cars at Hertz, I think this, this uh, logic of... And Hertz is just, you know, just the first thing that came to my mind. But the logic of people renting cars the way they traditionally would in the past, I think if these type of programs and these type of apps and these type of companies really become successful... That's going to go the way to the dodo. Like you won't be, you won't think of renting a car now from these companies and spending all that money to do so when yeah. you'll know you can just do it from around the corner. This is this is a disruptive technology without a doubt. This could disrupt the rental car space, uh, especially if these prices are are legit. I mean, think about the last time you rented a car and how yeah, much it cost you. Yeah, uh, I mean at least 60, 70, 80 bucks. Yeah. You know, if you're lucky for something small, maybe even a hundred. I don't even remember. Something it's been a while. Small. Like what, what do you small. think? Last time I rented a car, it was $120 after I paid for insurance and everything else. And that was for one day. 
one day. And it was uh, the little, uh, it was like a, a Fiat. It was a Fiat 500. It was the smallest thing they had. Oh, this is hilarious. A Toyota Prius has the lift mustache on it. Oh, nice. So he's, he's double dipping? He's double, like, yeah. He's, he's like got, He's working for Lyft and he's running his car. <laughs> People are making money off their car. I told you, man. This is a great app. I'm impressed you actually picked this one. Mm-hmm. Who told you about it? Nothing. I found it on my own. No way. I hand to God. $20. I just got a you know $20 I, a day you know where I found for this that? Corolla. I found it on my, on my own on my Facebook feed. I you saw did? an ad and I said, no way you could do this. And I clicked through and I was like, you know, I'm going to download this. People are renting out. Their cars, they're they're giving people Why rides. Why would you do that though? People are renting their parking spot. Would you now? Um, now, what that, else are we going to be able to rent? People are, with Airbnb, <laughs> people are renting out their rooms. Let me ask you this: People are just making mad money Let, with these apps. Now that I can ask you, now that you know a little bit more about it, knowing this, and by the way, this company started in San Francisco. Are you shocked by this? I am not shocked. Um, would you do something like this with your second vehicle that's not doing anything except for sitting there and uh, collecting dust? It would be great for my second vehicle because I finally drove it for the first time this weekend because I had to go 300 miles yeah. and uh, it didn't start because I haven't driven it all oh, winter. Oh, no. So I had to you jump let it. let it sit. That I let it sit. So a program like this would actually be beneficial. People would drive it around for and me. And in the city, most of the rides are just like going to the grocery store. I'm going to go visit my parents. But you I'm have to rent for the whole day. The whole day. Well- you know what's interesting about it? I don't know those details because I haven't gone through it, but the daily rental allows you the, the, the day of driving. That's what you get. Yeah, a whole day. A whole day. So when you pick it up, you have to return it 24 hours later, or what's the you, deal? From you know? what I saw when I went in and I started going through like the questions, you, like the FAQs, you set up uh, the time that you'll bring back the vehicle with the owner. Okay. Uh, logical. Because you got to give them the also, keys. Also, you could say, guys, maybe someone says, look, I only need it for eight hours. Like, here you go. I paid for the day. The rates are set because you already pay through the company. Mm-hmm. But it all depends on how you deal with it. Right. And I think that million dollar policy that they have, clearly they've been in business for at least six months now, if not a little more than that. Uh, it's working out. You know what you could do? You could have like a lockbox like realtors have. Yeah. Well, and, that's and all depends on. you could just put the car key in that. That, I mean, that and then you could change it every time. Depends on how you want to do that, you know? Yeah, well, if you don't want to be there, you probably want to meet them, though. The I would say you want to meet them because you want to make sure that they are the registered driver right. that has been approved by this company. Yeah, that's true. You but probably, it's happening. Probably, I wonder if they have to sign some paperwork. It's happening now, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, these zip crazy. cars work. Why not take your car that you're not using on the weekend and rent it out for the weekend? And it's here in D.C.? Here in D.C. And Arlington, Virginia, yeah. This whole Arlington, area. Virginia? Whole area. Northern Virginia? Some guy has uh, an, um, an Audi A5, because I was looking for the nicest cars just to see what they had, uh-huh. and a garage in Clarendon that's ready to rent. Ready to go. He probably doesn't have to drive to work. Takes the Metro. What do you think I could get for my 2006? Uh, see, I thought about your car, and I said, the logic behind your car is to rent it out as low as possible to get as many people to rent it. <laughs> Undercut everybody. Yeah, so undercut ten, everybody. ten dollars a day. Now you go twenty. You go. You go twenty five, twenty six, depending on what it is. No way. That's comparable. So just pick a comparable price. Yes, that you think is fair, and then I wouldn't be surprised oh, if no. you. What happens if they bring it back and it like smells? You've got the insurance <laughs> policy. What how's insurance going to cover smell? Well, that's a good call. You're very like maybe they you're, ate, you're, you're like, finicky about your car. What if they ate a bunch like some KFC, like a bucket of KFC, and then they maybe, had sex with their old lady in the back seat? Maybe you're not the right guy for this. No, I mean program. that could happen. 
that's all true. But Todd, if you're gonna if you're willing to rent out your car, there clearly are certain things you're willing to put up with. I ate at KFC this weekend. That was fresh in my mind. I will never go back there ever, ever, ever. I don't remember what's wrong with KFC. I'd love some. KFC. First of all, they sold me uh, chicken that looked like the fryer wasn't turned on. Like it just sat <laughs> you are in the oil. Eater, I know. What would you expect was going to happen? And when they give you the two sides, yes. they didn't have any sporks. They uh, ran at the whole store was out of sporks. Where were you? Like, oh, you don't even want to know. In some backwards town? Yep. Oh, well, yep. That's, well that's what you get. Yeah, but they who runs out of sports? Dude, when you see... And I was like, wait a minute, you're selling me you're selling me the stuff to eat, but you're not giving me the utensils to eat it with. So how did you eat it? That should be they should be breaking the law. Use your fingers? We had to run over to Starbucks and ask for a spoon. That doesn't seem like that bad a deal. It's like <laughs> first word first world problems. I had to go somewhere to get utensils. You didn't to have eat. to use your fingers at least. You crossed the just, street. Just telling you I'm never going back. Oh, I look, I enjoy it. Popcorn uh, chicken, do they still have that? been years uh all no i mean i don't know i don't know i bought they have they still have the grilled healthy chicken (laughs) but it still looked like it was sitting in oil (laughs) you know because no one's ordered it everybody wanted the regular chicken nobody go to kfc anymore i'm sorry they they don't have sporks and they don't fry their food properly behind that i still enjoy kfc (laughs) uh but todd again They'll never be a sponsor. It's okay. Well, I'm not worried about the sponsorship. I just, I like KFC. I also, you know, I see Gold I liked it when it was like fresh and crispy. It went to one bad KFC. You know how? And I liked when I could eat it. You sound like a horse's ass. More so than I do most of the time. If they would just give me a spork. Let me ask you uh, this. Are you going to try to do this? Do what? Do the relay rides. I don't know, man. If... First of all, those prices look really good. You know who would do this? Who? And she's uh, busy packing because she's moving to Boston or something. Uh, Katie Cole would do this. Yes. She would She yeah, would rent that little gremlin out. She would. To the first person that showed up. Probably. Right? Yeah. She'd probably make some money. Yeah, we'll see if she'll do it. That'd yeah, be we should put her up test. to it. We I'd rather, put her up to it. I'd rather she try it first. Yeah, and make it a mandate. And then we'll see We'll see how that goes. I'm and then we'll make a decision. It's going to be cool. You haven't... Do you have an extra car? I. Uh, you know what? I just... I'm on the brink. I was going to keep the BMW, and this is where this, this is where I just lose touch with everybody. This is my winter car because of the uh, the tires I have on my on the other car, and um, I just got an offer from a guy at my old work, and I said, "Well, let me know." He goes, "I'll know in a week," because he's selling his car. He's like, "I'd like to buy your car," hmm. so I think I'm just going to sell it to him, and that'll be it. Uh, maybe Cross you want to buy my car. Um, no, I think your car is much more expensive than my car. My car okay. is like five uh, k. <laughs> you can't. Okay. You can't. What's your car running for these days? Twenty k. Twenty k. You lowered the price. I'm keep lowering it. Oh my god! If you wait another year, it'll be down to fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> what made? What was the change? You just dropped it like two. two no, I have any. Bucks. I can't find anyone. Nobody wants my car. Well, three. You're also finicky on who you want to sell it to. Then three guys come and you, they just had two, and you said peace out. Well, they, they said kick rocks, right? They wanted me to like co-sign their loan. Yeah, but what do you, what, what do you think I'm gonna did say? Did another guy show up and he like oh, went and got some fried chicken or something? And you're like, oh man, he wanted me to notarize his loan or something. I was like, I think you're a little confused how this works. Yeah, it's too much, too much work for you. No, I get it. Twenty k, someone's yeah. gonna take it. Twenty, twenty k, something you, you have to list it again. Is it listed still? Uh it is. It's on there. It's on the which site is that? Auto Trader. Yeah, get on it, man. I haven't really been proactive about it. No, but you probably have 20 I, emails that you haven't read about. Said, hey, is that car still available? Hey, is that car still available? Hey, I emailed about that car. <laughs> you know? Dude, the, the good thing is I just took it on a long trip, so that battery's nice and charged. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to try it It's running it great. All right. I believe it's a beautiful car. I remember uh, uh, actually riding in it multiple times when we were 
younger before you got the new ride. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so that is apps of the week. Your app again for refreshers is uh, Wordament. Wordament, uh, absolutely free, and relay rides for your boy. Uh, what do you have to plug this week before we get out of here? Uh, not much, but you can follow me on Twitter at Todd Moore. A look at that, a first. Uh, same here, at Oscar Radio. And thank you for listening to Tech for One. Make sure you head up onto iTunes, give us a nice review, spread the word about the program. Uh, and we'll have another episode this coming Monday, brand new. Uh, thank you for joining us. Yep, that's it. And we'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.